With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome, Nationals fans, to episode 20 of the Curly W Live podcast. My name is Kyle Brostowitz, and I'm coming to you from the Curly W Live studios here at Nationals Park. Thank you once again for listening to the podcast. Uh, remember, you can listen to us, including all past episodes over the past few years, through our blog, which is curlyw.moblogs.com, and through iTunes by searching Washington Nationals Podcasts. That's a, a slight change from what I've been telling you, um, and that is because thanks to our friends at Major League Baseball Advanced Media, uh, you can now find the podcast on even more platforms, including uh, Art19, Blueberry, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast.fm, Player.fm, Podbean, Podcast Republic, Podknife, uh, Radio Public, and Stitcher. So we always want you to uh, visit the blog to check out the podcast, but if you're going through other means, uh, we have plenty of options for you now. Once again, thanks to our friends at MLB Advanced Media for setting that up. So this episode uh, continues our look at the players taking part in the Arizona Fall League. Our last podcast featured interviews with Carter Keeboom and Bren Bramer that was posted this past uh, last week on Monday, so be sure to check that podcast out. On today's episode, we are joined by another Washington Nationals uh, minor league award winner, Jake Knoll, who took home the Bob Boone Award in 2018, and we are also joined by left-handed pitcher Taylor Gilbo. So uh, we had great discussions about their 2018 seasons, uh, who they are as players and pitchers, um, and what is going on down in Arizona. Both are having a strong Arizona Fall League season, so we talk a little bit about what they're doing down there. I think you guys will really like our chat with Taylor specifically. Uh, he has a great outlook on pitching uh, in general, and we got into how he goes about facing some of the top prospects both during the regular season um, and during the Arizona Fall League, which is uh, you know, full of top prospects both on the hitting and pitching side. As a reminder, fans, Winterfest is coming December 1st and 2nd at Nationals Park. Uh, that's right, Winterfest is coming home to Nationals Park for the holidays. Uh, the annual weekend-long festival is a celebration of baseball and the holidays with presents and presidents. This year's nativity scene includes both indoor and outdoor programs, so fans can enjoy many of your favorite activities from last year, along with several new additions only available at Nationals Park. So check out nationals.com Winterfest for tickets and information. So without further ado, here is episode 20 of the Curly W Live podcast, Featuring Jake Knoll and Taylor Gilbo. Enjoy. All right, we are joined on the podcast today by yet another one of uh, Washington's minor leaguers who garnered some some team honors following the 2018 season. Uh, we are joined by Jake Knoll, who was given the uh, Bob Boone Award following his 2018 season. So, uh, Jake, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for thanks for calling in. Thanks for having me. Uh, like I said, Jake was awarded the Bob Boone Award, uh, which is given to the player who demonstrates professionalism, leadership, loyalty, passion, selflessness, durability, de- determination, and work ethic required to play the game the Nationals' way. So, Jake, uh, congratulations on that award. It's, it's really important one within our organization, uh, having being named after Bob Boone, and um, he he take he has a lot of input in the award. So, once again, congratulations and. Uh, 
Um, good job on your 2018 season. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, what strikes me uh, in your game log and your career stats um, is your RBI total these last two years. Uh, you led the system with 72 RBIs this year. Uh, you ranked third with 74 in uh, 2017. So can you tell us a little bit about your offensive approach and um, kind of what allows you, I guess, for lack of a better word, be so strong and efficient at driving in runs? What goes into your approach? Uh, for me, it's all about uh, slowing the game down and looking for a good pitch to hit. And um, I don't know, I've always just been able to um, come through in big situations when it comes to driving in runs and uh, helping the team win. So for fans that may have not seen you at Potomac or, or Harrisburg this year or in the past, what uh, give them a quick scouting report of your game, offensive and defensively. What are you? Um, what are they going to see when they come out and watch you play? Um, I pride myself on just going out the, and uh, playing hard every day, and that's one of the biggest things for me. And um, I'm always going to give it my all and uh, do whatever it takes to help the team win. You're from Florida. Uh, went to Florida Gulf Coast University. Uh, had a lot of success there. Uh, Conference Player of the Year your last year. Uh, ended up being a seventh round pick of the Nationals. So who did you, if anybody, who did you watch growing up? Uh, who were your teams? Um, I was a big fan of David Wright growing up. I just uh, loved the way he played the game, and um, he was definitely my favorite player growing up. But uh, never really had a favorite baseball team. You're gonna make a lot of people yeah. feel old by saying David Wright is your the player you watched growing up. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I just grew up liking him. Yeah, he's he's a good – I mean, admittedly, even though he uh, put up some good numbers against Suffs over the years, he's a good one to watch, and, and he had a heck of a career. Yeah. So you started this season in Potomac uh, after having some time there last year. Um, strong first half of the season, you're an all-star. Uh, what kind of clicked for you in Potomac your first – or, sorry, your second experience there after playing in 17 games there last year? Um, going up last year at the end – gave me a good taste of uh, what it's like to play in, uh, at that level. And, I mean, I guess going into this season, I already knew what it took to be successful there, mm-hmm. watching the guys around me and everything, because I struggled the year before. But that uh, it was nice being able to go up last year and just know what, know what I had in store for me going into this season. Absolutely. So then you were pr- promoted to Harrisburg uh, midway through the year, and it seemed to be, from a number standpoint, watching it from afar, um, it seemed to be a pretty smooth transition for you. Your first, you know, 35 games or so were were pretty, you know, pretty in line with what you did in Potomac. Um, was there one thing that you focused on in that transition, or was there a a player or a coach that you kind of gravitated towards, or you know, what what was that transition like for you, and what kind of allowed you to have some success there? Yeah, you know, it was just more about preparing myself better for games and um, going in and watching video on the pitchers before, and that was the biggest transition going up to Double A this year. Right, the, the talent was probably a little bit better. You, you're facing some of the top prospects in the league. The Eastern League is a tough league. There's a lot of good players up there. And uh, like I said, your transition, except from a number standpoint, it looked like it went relatively smoothly. Did it, We up here, we love Matt LeCroy. So how is he to uh, work with as, as your manager? And, and he, I bet he kept things pretty loose for you guys at times. Yeah, no, he, he was great. I mean, he kept things loose every day and uh, just – helped us prepare for games and know what kind of routine we needed to have mm-hmm. in order to go out every, every day and be successful and just bring it every day, you know? Um, so I think the biggest thing about your season this year, at least what I've noticed, what I noticed um, is your transition on defense. You were a second baseman, um, you know, all through college and then your first couple of years here. But in, but this year you, you transitioned to um, prim- primarily third base and first base. So 
I want to get into that a little bit with you. So my first question is kind of what went into that move and, um, you know, what kind of, what did you do anything during spring training or in the offseason to kind of prepare yourself for the move across the diamond? Um, spring training, they, uh, Jeff Garber came to me and was like, Hey, we need you to play all over the field. And, um, it brings another, um, aspect to your game if you can play wherever. So it was nice being able to move all over and, um, basically get better at every position and just be the guy that can play wherever and mm-hmm. fill in when, uh, they need me to. What was, um, I guess what was like one of the tougher parts about, uh, learning each of like first base and third base. Um, we one one tough part and one kind of thing that you found that you felt you did really good at. Um, the hardest part for me was just being able to see the ball off the bat from different angles, right. and um, for me that took a lot more reps. Mm-hmm. And the more reps I got at each position, the more comfortable I felt. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned Jeff Garber, and he's 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 a great infield uh, coordinator and instructor that we have in our system. A lot of guys credit their development to him. Was he kind of your main uh, point of contact and coach throughout this whole transition? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's helped me since day one. I mean, coming in after getting drafted, defense was definitely my uh, weak point, and um, he's helped me out a, a ton. I couldn't thank him enough for the how he's progressed my def- defensive game. Now, did you find once you got a little bit more com- comfortable as the season went on, did you find that, seeing the game from different angles helped you a lot? Like, you know, if you're at third base, you kind of know what the first baseman's looking at or looking for, or, you know, vice versa. Did it help you see the game a little bit better? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, coming from second base over to third base, it's definitely a um, a lot different. I mean, the ball gets on you a lot faster. You don't have as much time to react. Mm-hmm. And just moving, moving around a lot made me feel a lot more comfortable on the field. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm asking each, each guy this, and um... – you know, everyone's kind of giving me the same answers, but which is actually a good, good answer. Um, give me your favorite moments of 2018, both uh, – give me one team moment that you really enjoyed and one personal kind of moment or achievement that you're proud of. Uh, my favorite team moment this year would be clinching the first half in Potomac. Yep, that's four for four on that one. For the playoffs and then <laughs> celebrating with the team. That was that was the best moment for me. And then uh, awesome. individually – I, I don't. I mean, I don't really have an individual moment. I guess. I mean, it was a great year for me, and um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't really have one. That's all right. That's humble of you. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right, and uh, the reason we're kind of talking to all you guys is you're taking part in the 2018 Arizona Fall League, uh, getting a chance to represent the organization down there in Arizona. A really, really important league uh, within baseball every year. A lot of the top players are, are down there. Um, so how's your how's your how's your season been? I mean, it looks from the outside that you kind of picked up where you left off, leading the league in our or excuse me, your top ten in the league in RBIs. Um, so how are things going down there? Um, started very slow here, and I guess it was more getting my timing back. But um, once I got my timing back and started playing a little more, I feel like I've just done what I normally do and just started hitting again. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, moving around first and third again, and working on my defense mostly out here. Yeah, it looks like your last four or five games, you've really been a couple multi-hit games. It looks like you got an RBI in almost every game, at least one, uh, your last week or so. So good work on that. Now, you mentioned again third base and first base. Are you um, are you working with anyone down there, or are you kind of taking what things have been given to you during the season um, and kind of applying them, playing against some of the best players in baseball, in minor league baseball? 
Uh, yeah, I know. It's nice being able to talk to everybody and just hear from a bunch of other people mm-hmm. um, how they go about de- defensively and how they go about every day and working on ground balls and everything. And, and it's nice being able to um, talk to everybody about it. That's great. Well, uh, Jake, I know you guys are checking in with me on an off day down there, so I appreciate you guys doing that. And uh, good luck the rest of the the fall league season. Have a good off season. Thanks for joining the podcast, and uh, we'll probably check in with you. I'll see you in uh, West Palm Beach in, in uh, spring training. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks, Jake. All right, and welcome to the podcast, left-handed pitcher uh, Taylor Gilbo, who, like Jake Knoll and uh, and Carter Kibu and Ben Bramer, those guys who joined us before. Um, in previous episodes or earlier in this podcast, uh, Taylor is down in Arizona participating in the Arizona Fall League. They are uh, enjoying an off day today, so I appreciate you checking with, checking in with us on uh, probably one of your few off days this fall. Oh, no, man. No problem. I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, having me on. And, um, yeah, we don't have many off days. We get uh, Sundays off, kind of day to get away and, you know, hang out with friends and cook and hang out and stuff like that. So, for whatever reason, we got off today, but, uh, you know, enjoy a good off day. What uh? What do you got in store for the rest of the day? Golfing or what are you guys? What are you guys getting into? Um, probably just gonna hang out around the house. I think uh, we're gonna invite actually Carter and uh, Daniel Johnson over and uh, Jordan Mills as well. I think we're gonna have a little get together and cook out. You know, just hang out and have a good time. Nothing too uh interesting or fun. Nice. So did you know? Um, obviously you play with some of the guys, but did you know pretty much everybody that you're with down there? Uh, yes, I played with uh. I played with everybody here uh, throughout my four years so far with the Nationals. So, yeah, I played with uh, whenever Jordan came over, I think the year, be- year before last, or two years ago now, I played with him in uh, high last year. Now, then this year he went to double A. But, yeah, I played with everybody so far. Friends, I may not know, Taylor came off a pretty strong season in 2018. Uh, 2.52 ERA, 28 games, uh, working all out of Potomac's bullpen, 35 strikeouts in 35 and two-thirds innings. Uh, without surrendering a home run, which I think is pretty impressive um, in any league, in any season. So how would you kind of assess your 2018 season as a whole from start to finish? Uh, well, it started off kind of rough, you know. Not rough, I would say, but uh, not how I intended it to start. I, uh, I went to spring training, worked on some stuff in spring training, and then they helped me in extended. So that was kind of rough for me, and nobody likes going to extended. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I started and extended, worked on some stuff, and then uh, they ended up calling me up to Potomac for uh, in about a month. So I, was, I started out around May 5th, let's just say, and, um, you know, I just they told me I was going to be in the bullpen. They wanted me to be a lefty specialist type guy, and uh, I took with that and ran with it because I obviously started before, and I've been a mid-relief guy, so I've kind of been all around the pitching right. up and down starting mid-relief, you know, coming for one guy, get out of it. Um, but, yeah, I had a really good year this year. I, I enjoyed coming out the pen a lot more than starting, whereas used to, I used to I used to like starting a whole lot more because you have a different mindset going to starting. You, know, you get, you get a, a lot of time to prepare. You throw once a week, so you know when you're throwing, you can prepare each and every day however you want to prepare, whereas the bullpen is a little hectic. You don't know when you're going to go in, so it's like, Hey, you're get you're you're in, get ready to go, or hey, start throwing. Uh, we'll let you know if you're going to get in. So it's a little different mindset, but I, I like the I like coming out of the bullpen this year. Obviously, I've had better I had better numbers this year than right. the previous years. So I, I enjoyed coming out the bullpen, and I think that's going to be my uh, my niche going into the big leagues and stuff like that. I mean, the the, the bouncing between starter and reliever is kind of 
was your thing before this year. Honestly, it looks like going back all the way to your time at Alabama. Um, and, and are they ever going to lose in football? Or, like, what's what's the plan there? Are they going to? Man, I, I, ho- I hope uh, they don't ever lose. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was a good game uh, last week, Rochelle shoe And, man, that's just um, that's just men playing against boys. It's, it's <laughs> tough to – it's tough for any team to come and play Alabama or wherever they go, I think. Um, so, like I said, during your, even going back, looking at your, your time there, you kind of bounced around a little bit. And this year was kind of your first year just as a reliever. Just that's what you're going to be. That's what you are. Um, kind of what was it your mindset that changed? I mean, it was mentioned. It was interesting that you mentioned that you liked relieving now. Um, was it like a mindset thing that had to change or was it an approach? How did you kind of go into this year knowing that, all right, this is it. I'm a reliever now. I'm not going to bounce around. I guess take take it for instance Ben Bramer. He's um he's kind of a he's kind of in the situation I was in where he would be like, hey, you're gonna start this game and then, you know, halfway through the season, hey, we're gonna put you in the bullpen. Right. And then now he's here and he's like, hey, you're just gonna be a reliever. So I would say, yeah, it's a mindset thing. It's how you how you go about, I guess, pitching wise, what, what what day you're gonna throw because you don't know, you know, I know now that I'm gonna be only a reliever. So. My mindset changes completely from a starter. Whereas if I'm starting on Monday, um, and today's what Thursday, I have Friday off. I'm gonna throw a bullpen Saturday. I'm gonna be off Sunday. I'm gonna be game Monday. So I have a lot of days to prepare, whether that be you know sleeping eight hours for five days in a row, or waking up eating a certain breakfast each day, or you know going to the field at one o'clock and getting ready to go at seven i have five hours or you know showing up at four o'clock and like okay i got an hour to stretch i got an hour to get in the hot tub i got an hour to work out or i gotta do so i would say your mindset changes completely it's a nine day difference in my opinion between starting and relieving mm-hmm. whereas relieving it's just like i said you're, you know you're sitting in the bullpen hanging out talking to the guys and next thing you know say like, hey get gilbo going let me know when he's ready he'll um he's gonna have the next guy okay you don't only have you don't really have any much time to think about your mechanics, about what you got to do, about what's going on tonight, about, you know, what are you, you going to do when your family comes to town or whatever. It's like, hey, you're in the game, get going, get your mind going. You don't really have much time to think. So I think for me that's been helpful to me because I, I tend to think a lot. I tend to overthink a lot of stuff. So I think me being in the bullpen now, it's I don't have time to think. It's like, hey, he's got the next hitter. Get going, you know, get ready. So give fans who may have not seen you pitch before um, a little bit of a scouting report on you. Who are you as a pitcher? What What are your strengths? What do you What will they see when you see you on the mound? Uh, tall, lanky, goofy-looking lefty. Uh, <laughs> I wear I wear my pants up. Um, wear glasses. Uh, got the long hair. Um, low nineties guy, kind of kind of three-quarter pitcher uh, for arm slot. Um, Fastball, slider, changeup. I, I before I kind of had a more of a curveball type pitch, but now it's just predominantly slider. Um, my best pitch is obviously fastball. I throw mainly two seams. That's all. Those two seams, and uh, I, I like to throw changeups. Um, I'll say my my best pitch is my fastball. Then off of that, I like to throw changeups. But obviously the righties go changeup away, or you can go slider, back foot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's me. All right, so. Uh, digging a little bit deeper into your numbers uh, this year, um, your numbers against lefties were, were pretty phenomenal. Uh, they hit 184. You didn't allow an extra base hit to a lefty, 20 strikeouts, four walks. Um, so what is it about your approach um, and your repertoire that allows you to have that type of success against lefties? Uh, to me, I mean, that's, for me, that's, that's my bread and butter. That's where I'm going to make it in the big leagues for a long time or that's where I'm going to 
go to the big leagues and not make it quick, right. not make it for a long time. That's that's my uh, that's my money right there. So for me, that's that's my biggest thing. You know, I think about righties. Obviously, I want to get them out as well. But if I go out there and I let's say throughout the year I face 50 left-handers and I get 40 out of 50 out, and then I face righties 100 times and I only get them out 20 times, I'll feel like they're not going to look at the, my right-hand numbers more. They're going to look at my left-hand numbers because that's what they see me as in the big league. So that's my – that's what I think when I'm facing lefties. I just got to get them out nine times out of ten or however many times, seven times out of ten, eight times out of ten, and I'm, I'm doing my job. So for me, when a lefty comes in, I kind of I kind of tighten up a little bit more because I know that's how I'm going to make my money later on down the road in the big leagues. After the All-Star break this year, it, it looked like it really clicked for you um, from, like, you know, mid – uh, June on or so, um, 170 RA, 195 opponents average. Was was there something specific that that clicked right then and there, or was it kind of a progression to a point where you knew you were you were in a good place? Uh, I mean, I just I just kind of kept to myself, you know, just kept doing the same thing day in down. Didn't really change anything. I, um, one of my my uncle out of Nashville, Tennessee, he uh he got me in in loop with uh, one of his good friends who he grew up with and um, played professional baseball named Jeff Bennett, okay. who's, who's a pitch coach. So I, I kind of worked with him a little bit. He kind of talked – I sent him some video. He, he showed me some things or told me some things that I was doing versus what I needed to start doing versus not doing. Mm-hmm. I kind of went into those in the throwing program and kind of worked on stuff through him texting me and telling me what to do. But nothing really changed as far as, like, me going about my business day to day. I just kind of worked on a few minor things not throwing across my body as much, you know, kind of staying back more. Um, I worked on little stuff like that, but I wouldn't say nothing drastically changed throughout the season because obviously if it ain't broke, don't fix it is my thing. So I just kind of kept doing what I was doing, and I didn't, I'm i a type of guy where I don't look at my numbers. I don't – as long as I feel like I'm doing good, that's all I need to know. I don't need to know my ERA. I don't need to know many strikeouts to do or what I'm doing. If I'm doing good, you know, I, I, I keep – doing the same thing I'm doing day in and day out. That's a good attitude to have. Let us worry about your numbers and you just get out. Yeah, exactly. um, so so for 2018, how about you give me your favorite team moment and then maybe a f- favorite personal moment of the season? Favorite team moment? Oh, man. I would say probably when we clinched uh, first half and became first half champs out in Potomac. Um, that was fun. I never never got to pop. I popped bottles in Hagerstown, but I feel like <laughs> this team this year was – was very close. We all got along really well. Um, we didn't really hit. we had a, we had a couple movements after uh, we after we popped bottles in the first right. half, but I felt like we all kind of stayed together. We all had a good team chemistry, and it was fun to you know go back to Potomac and be with kind of the same group of guys and some new faces and stuff. But uh, I felt like that was fun. That was probably one of my big moments as far as like team goal, team wise. And then obviously me getting invited to fall league this year because right. I never ever ever in a million years thought I was going to come out here and <laughs> how much I was getting invited to come out here because I got started out and extended right. you know had a, had a little rough fashion in spring training so being invited out here was probably my my uh my biggest thing this year for me just personally nice so well, actually I want to go back real quick to to Ben it just hit me did you guys grow up together do you know each other you're both from Baton Rouge right yeah we're both from Baton Rouge me me him and Grant Bourne all live probably I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes apart from each other. But And I went to a rival school in Zachary High School, and Ben went to a Catholic, which is, like I said, max by about 25 minutes from each other. Oh, wow. I did, we didn't know each other really growing up. Um, we weren't, like, friends like we are now. Mm-hmm. I think we, we knew of each other, but we didn't really know 
days we hung, we hung out weekend let's just say we didn't really know each other like right. that but uh we didn't know each of each other and stuff but now obviously we're good friends right. and we've been together for three years mm-hmm. small small baseball world um oh, yeah very so, so you mentioned the fall league as, as a big goal of yours and a big achievement. So how's your experience been so far? Um, is there anything you're working on down there? Or is it just kind of status quo? Just want to get outs and, uh, you know, have some success. Um, yeah, I just, I'm just, like I said, I'm the type of guy. I don't really pay attention to any numbers. I like to just, you know, go out there and do my thing and it's been paying off very well. So I'm not really, uh, having a good time. It's fun to be out here seeing all these big time guys and facing all these big time guys and, meeting new guys, meeting new friends, lifelong friends you're going to meet out here and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I'm not really type – I'm not really worried about my numbers, you know. Obviously, I've been doing good. Yeah. Um, I just kind of stay with the same thing I've been doing and keep keep going on with the flow. What's it like as a pitcher – I mean, you were in the Carolina League all year. What's it like coming to a place where it's – I mean, it's the best of the best hitters-wise. Are you are you ramped up a little bit more when for your outings, knowing you could face some of the, the top prospects in the game, or um, does that not really phase you? Man, to be honest, man, that doesn't. That doesn't. I don't really even re- recognize some of the guys. I don't <laughs> even know half the guys. Even during the season when I'm facing guys, I'm like, hey, do you remember facing blah blah blah? And I'm like, man, I don't know. I just see a guy up there and I pitch <laughs> him out. Hey, I don't pay attention to who I'm facing. Now, obviously, when some of the bigger time type guys get up there, you know, like Vladdy. Mm-hmm. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., you obviously know who he is just because he's talked about every day across every social media platform. So, <laughs> obviously, you know those type guys like that. But I would say I don't, I don't really pay attention to who I'm facing. It's just more of a guy that's in my way to get money. <laughs> All right. I love that attitude. So, uh, Taylor Gilbo, thank you again for joining us today. Um, good luck to your Alabama Crimson Tide the rest of the way, and uh, look forward to catching up with you. Maybe see you again in spring training this year. Hey, I appreciate it, man. All okay. right. Thank you, sir. Thanks again to Jake and Taylor for joining us on the podcast, especially on their off day down in Arizona. And they don't get many off days down there. Um, so it was great that they could check in with us um, for these interviews. Um, all the players are representing the organization well in the fall league. They're all having some good success. And it's great to be able to check in with them about their experience down there as well as the 2018 season as a whole. Be sure to stay tuned for more interviews over the coming weeks. Um, and if you, have, if you have an idea for an episode, feel free to tweet at me, uh, at Kyle Brostowitz or at Nationals, or uh, tap me on my shoulder at Winterfest and say hi. We love meeting our listeners. And uh, for all Winterfest info, visit nationals.com slash Winterfest. And Like I said at the beginning of the show, our podcast is now available in many spots, so check out those if necessary. Uh, If not, keep visiting the blog, which is curlyw.moblogs.com. In addition to the podcast, we have um, a lot of good baseball content and a lot of general content on what's going on within the organization. So, like I said, check out the blog, curlyw.moblogs.com. Once again, Nationals fans, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time on the Curly W Live podcast.